Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Let's just pray for the word of the Lord that's going to go forth right now, that we would just get a hold of it in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We praise you, oh God, for all your many blessings. We ask you, Lord, right now, God, we're asking you to help us to receive the word of God. Amen. Not the word of man, but the word of God. I know you speak through people, Lord, to deliver your word. Amen. But help the word of God and what your perfect will is that needs to be brought forth today. And we thank you for it and we give you all the praise and all the good things that come from it. And we pray these things in Jesus' name and everybody say, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, ask Him. Ask Him. Amen. You know, Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 has a three-word three word phrase. It says, when ye pray. Mark eleven twenty four has that same phrase, when ye pray. Luke eleven two, the same thing, when you pray. Amen. Jesus didn't say, if you pray. He said, when you pray. He assumed the people that would believe in Him and that would need strength and direction from heaven, that they would pray, not that if they might pray. He didn't use the word if, he used the word when. Amen. And he said when because he gave us some instructions on how to pray and what to do when we pray and what not to do. But the main thing we need to do is to pray. Amen. Like Brother Sanchez said, just pray. Praise God. Listen, uh, you know, if someone wants to run rough shot over you, praise God, you just, you just pray for them. Praise God, because prayer is the greatest thing we have going for us. Amen. And it's the greatest thing that moves God on our behalf. You know, a question that I have been asked many times over the years is, if Jesus was God, and we know He was and is, I'm talking about the man, Jesus Christ, when he came to earth and his ministry. Then why did he have to pray? It's a good question. And kind of a second part of that question is, was God praying to God? But the answer can be found in the book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse 2. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. And Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry was both flesh and spirit. He was both man and God, as we talked about last week. Amen. Amen. He was fully man and fully God. So because of that verse, it was incumbent upon him. He was part of all flesh. And he prayed to his heavenly Father. He prayed to the Spirit of God. See, he was called the Son of Man 81 times in the Gospels and letting us know that he was from the, the, the side of Mary, the human side, uh, amen, of Jesus. Philippians 2, 
Verse 7 said, He was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8 said, In being found in fashion as a man. So he, he had to pray. Praise God. First Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. He had to pray. Luke 24.39 When he appeared after his resurrection in, in, the, in the upper room in the midst of the guys, they were fearful. They were afraid. They, they, saw, they thought they saw a spirit. And Jesus said, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Amen. I'm not a spirit. I am a resurrected, glorified body. Hallelujah. Come over here. Touch me. Amen. I'm the first fruits of the resurrection. In fact, he goes on to say later on, and Apostle Paul and the other apostles say, we are going to take part in that resurrection power. Someday we are going to go from corruptible to incorruptible. From mortal to immortal. Amen. We are going to have glorified bodies. When the rapture of the church takes place, or when, when we fly before we die, or when we die and then we fly. Whatever happens, God's going to do that. But Jesus was flesh and bones. He told Thomas, doubting Thomas, that I'm not going to believe until... Because he wasn't there the first time they sh Jesus showed up. The next time, he, and he told the guys, I, I don't believe you guys that Jesus came. Unless I put my fingers where the, where the, the, the nails were. Unless I put my, my, my hand in his side where they pierced him with the sword. I won't believe. And then, of course, Jesus make a special trip. See, Jesus is all about the group. And Jesus is all about the individual, too. He, 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 we fish with a hook to get one at a time and we fish with a net to get a bunch and God cares about everybody and God cares about the one. Amen. And so he comes back just for the one. He was, before he said anything to anybody else, he said, Thomas, come here. I heard the whole thing. Amen. Put your fingers in my hands and put your, your, your thrust your fist in my side and be not faithless but believing. Amen. And that's when Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Amen. So Jesus, he, pray, he had to pray. Hebrews 5, 7, in the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him. So we, taught, we, we know that. And Jesus is our greatest example in so many ways and one of them is prayer. Hallelujah. He prayed often. Amen. He prayed many times by himself, but a lot of times when the, when the guys were around him and people saw him pray, he, he was an example of prayer. He didn't just tell them to do it. Amen. He showed them how to do it. Amen. He showed them that we need to ask Him. We need to be petitioning heaven. We need to, we, we need to instead of like pacing the floor, instead of getting, amen, uh, uh, a, uh, an ulcer in our stomach from worry, instead of doing this or doing that, we need to put that energy into asking Him. Amen. For the answer. Praise God. We are not getting anywhere just being a big ball of worry and anxiousness and I wonder what's going to happen. Amen. I'll still wonder after I pray. But at least I prayed. At least I put it in his hand. At least I put some pressure off. And I cast all my care on him. And it gives me hope. He's our greatest example of prayer. He prayed when he was baptized. 
He prayed all night before he chose his 12 disciples. He would go up to the mountain, the Bible said, often and pray by himself. He would get up early in the morning before sunrise and go to a secluded place and pray. He would often slip away into the wilderness to pray. Amen. So whether you're on the mountain, you should ask him. Whether you're in the wilderness, you should ask him. If you're on a corner of fifth and nowhere and you feel like you're all by yourself, ask him. Amen. Whatever you are, just pray. Ask him. And God will make you feel better about it. Because you're putting it in the hands of the creator of heaven and earth. He can do anything. And the time we need to ask Him more than anything else is when your situation gets into what we call the impossible range, the impossible realm. When you think, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going to happen. That's when God can do anything. Praise God. And we, got, we can't stop because some people, there's so many reasons why people don't pray and stop praying. And that just doesn't get anything done. Because if you don't ask Him, you're not even going to get an answer. But you got to ask. Hallelujah. Amen. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane just hours before his crucifixion. He prayed. Amen. Even when others couldn't pray with him, they fell asleep, they couldn't hang with him, he still prayed. Praise God. He was trying to stay in regular contact with the Spirit of God. Amen. To find out what needed to be done. On one occasion when he finished praying, amen, in the book of Luke, his disciples were so moved by his prayers. Amen. You know, when you hear somebody really praying with all their heart, when you hear somebody praying in the Spirit, when you hear somebody crying and somebody really getting into it, and, you know, it, it is just, it, it's moving. Amen. You can see that they are in contact with heaven, and heaven is answering. Heaven's back, right back with them. It is powerful. And, of course, Jesus had the greatest contact with heaven of anybody ever, ever else. And so when he prayed, it was powerful. And they said, they were moved by his prayers. And they said, teach us to pray. Amen. Teach us to pray. Amen. So that's where we get our three verses that I opened up with. When you pray. And then when you pray. And then when you pray. Yeah, that's the same thing. No, the verses changed. It wasn't a trick. Amen. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 6, on that first when you pray, he taught us not to use vain repetitions when we pray. Amen. Because he thought he said that there were some people in other religions and beliefs that, that they thought that just with a bunch of words that they would you know, somehow get favor with their God. But God is not interested in just vain repetition where your mind's not in it and your heart's not in it. And they thought that they would be, they would be heard and, and, and moved upon by their God, by their much speaking. But God is saying, you know what? Just keep your words from your heart and let them be fright focused to God. You don't need a bunch of words, you know. You don't need it to hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many words do I got here? Woo, I got to have 20,000 words before God's going to answer my prayer. No, you don't. No vain repetition. Just say, Jesus, I need your help. I can't take it anymore. You gotta do something. I can't get off these knees until I see or I feel I know you're gonna do something. I can't go another step. It's impossible. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. You gotta come on the scene. How many words was that? I don't know. 
who cares? You just, just give them some words. That's what prayer is. Talking to God. Bringing God words. Words coming from your heart. Words coming from your soul. Amen. In Mark chapter 11, when he said, when you pray, he taught us to believe in and have faith for what we're asking for. Amen. Believe. Don't just pray and say, you know, I just, I just, I'm asking for this, but I just know there's no way in God's green earth that, that, it, that it can happen. Don't approach prayer like that. Amen. I know doubt is always there. I know the enemy is always there to try to short circuit our prayers. But don't approach your prayer like that. You just say, God, you are the impossible worker. Amen. And I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I don't know when it's going to happen. And I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen. You just got to do it with this person, with this situation, with my body, whatever it is. You got to do it. Believe when you pray. When you believe, mountains will move. When you believe, trees will be uprooted. When you believe, heaven will move on your behalf. Amen. In Luke chapter 11, when he said, when you pray, it was that, when, that same passage where he said, teach us to pray. And then he went on to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Amen. And one, the, and one of the, pa- the parts of the Lord's Prayer, which I want to kind of focus on right now, is he said, Amen. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. When you pray, pray of God's will be done. When you pray, don't pray your kingdom to be built up. Amen. Because if you pray for God's will, God will take care of you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things that we're worried about. What we're going to eat. Where we're going to go. Where we're going to live. What we're going to wear. Where we're going to work. If we're going to go on vacation, we're going to have enough money for this. If we're going to do that, God will care about all that stuff. If you care about His kingdom, that's why He said, My kingdom has got to be first in your life. My kingdom is what we need. Your kingdom's got to go. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. His will has to be done no matter what. He, you know, he also taught several, several parables about prayer. Amen? Several parables. You know, like the one with the, the, the widow woman and the unjust judge. And he was teaching us how to pray. That we got to have a prayer life that we don't get easily dissuaded. We don't get easily thrown off the path. We don't get easily discouraged about praying. Because he knew that if my people will just pray. Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and pray, then I'll do all this stuff. So the enemy's number one goal is to keep the people of God who have his name, the people of God who have the authority as the body of Christ, from asking him, from petitioning him, because the enemy knows when we come individually and when we come as two or three are gathered together and a whole group and when we petition heaven and we bombard heaven and we come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, that heaven will move on our behalf. So the, tr- the enemy is trying to short-circuit our prayers. But that widow woman and the unjust judge is talking about being persistent. That lady, when that judge said, throw her out of my court. 
I have no time for riffraff. And she just didn't care. She came back every day, every day, and she prayed. And finally that guy said, though I don't fear God or regard man, and this little old lady, I could care less, but she's bugging me. I'm just, I'm like dreaming about her coming in and bugging me every day in my courtroom. So he said, he, he said that, but he said, because of her continual coming, I'm going to grant her her request. And then he said, God is not an unjust judge. So you come to him, he's not going to throw you out of his courtroom. You come to him, he's not going to throw you out of his throne room. Amen. He said, God, amen, though his children cry in him day and night, he will answer them speedily. We got to ask him, though. We got to ask him. If it doesn't happen the first time, go back again and go back again and go back again. Ask him. Ask him. And then there was that parable of the man who had a, a visitor at midnight come. And in, in, in that culture back then, you always put on the dog. No matter what time of day or night, if you have visitors, you would always roll out the you know, seven-course meal and, and you know, wash their feet and just you know, real hospitality and all that stuff. He didn't have any food. It was an unexpected guest. He had to go down the street to his friend's house to get some, borrow some food to take care of this visitor. And the guy said, I'm already in bed. The family, we're all in bed. We're not getting up. We're not giving you no food. And he said, because he didn't give him the food because he was his friend. Because even friends have a limit. It's like, hey, I love you, but get lost. Come to me in the daytime hours. But because of his persistence, because he's waking up every rooster and every donkey in the whole neighborhood, amen, he gave him, he, he just took the dolly and wheeled the whole fridge out and gave it to him. Amen. So God is telling us, hey, when you pray, amen, be persistent. When you pray, don't give up. When you pray, I don't care if it hasn't gone away, whether it's some kind of a, a sickness or whether it's a, some kind of a hard financial thing or whether it's a, some kind of relationship issue that it's not coming together, amen, keep praying, don't quit. Ask him. Ask him. Amen. And then there was a, the parable of the publican. Remember the publican's a tax collector and nobody liked him. But the publican and a Pharisee went to the temple to pray in the hour of prayer. And the, temp, the publican's over there. You know, he's, he's just, you know, I, I know I've been cheating people and stuff like, God, I, I don't even know if you're going to hear me, but Lord, have mercy on me. He's beating his chest and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and then the Pharisees, you know, over there, you know, he's like, his head's like the Macy's Day balloon. He's like, oh, up, you know, and uh, all over, you know, how good I am. I pay my tithes and I do this, I do that, and I fast twice in the week. And surely God's going to really be giving me some good attaboys and all my prayers are going to be answered. And then the Bible, then Jesus said, he said, which one of those guys went home justified before God? And he said, it's the publican, not the Pharisee. Amen. For when we come to God, we got to come in humility. When we come to God, we got to come, amen, not looking down on anybody else. We got to come, it's just us and God. Ask Him. Ask Him. Ask Him. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And James tells us in chapter 4, verse 2. You have not 
because you ask not. And I believe, now this is just me, it's my opinion. Amen. I believe the greatest reason for unanswered prayer is because we didn't ask him in the first place. Because, you know, some people literally think, I just don't know why God's not, you know, coming on the scene. Well, did you ask him? No. Doy. Come on. Like, God knows what I'm going through. Yeah, he, he knows our thoughts before we even think them. That'll blow your mind. Amen. Amen. He can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or even think. He can. But he set up the program to pray. He set it up to wait. We got to ask him. We got to invite him. We got to say, hey, we need heaven on earth right now. We need your kingdom to come right now. We need your healing to come. We need your miracle to come. We need your will to be done. You got to ask him. Yeah, he's a mind reader, but he's not going to act upon it unless you invite him. That's where your will has got to invite him. That's where free choice comes in. You've got to invite him. Amen. Now, why is that? Why do people stop asking him? Why do they not ask him? Maybe one reason is I don't feel worthy enough to ask him. I've heard that many times. And I tell them, let me let you in on a little secret. None of us are worthy enough to ask him. Amen. That's not the criteria, praise God. Hallelujah. In and of ourselves, we're not worthy enough. Amen. But if you will let His blood cleanse you, and if you will let His word wash you, and if you will allow His spirit to renew you and refresh you and revive you, there is no prayer that should ever go unprayed. Amen. That worthy thing is not a reason. You pray anyway. That's like saying, I'm not going to praise God until I feel it. You're going to be looking like a statue most of the time in church then. Amen. We're going to like just throw a rock at you and see if it clangs off like it's made out of bronze or something. Amen. Praise God. I'm not praising Him because I'm feeling Him. I'll feel Him. Don't worry. It's coming. But I praise Him for His excellent greatness. I praise Him according to His mighty acts. Amen. I don't praise Him, amen, because I feel Him. Praise God. This is not about feelings. It's about faith and it's about His worthiness. Amen. His, it's worship, which is worship. He's worthy, so I worship Him. I praise Him. And if I have some good feelings because of it, hey, that's a bonus. Praise God. But I will praise the Lord. I will shout to God. I will clap my hands. I will lift my hands. Whether I feel it or not, He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I will not turn back. I will not do that. Woo! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We just need to ask him. Or I've heard this one too. Like, why don't why don't people pray? Sometimes, oh, I'm just one out of almost seven billion people on the earth. You know, a lot of people are, you know, praying. A lot of people are talking to him. You know, do you think he really hears our prayers? Do you think he really listens to me? How can he just decipher my voice out of all those voices? I'm sure he's super busy, and I don't want to bother him. Amen. Let me tell you something. You're never bothering God when you pray. Amen. God's not like us. Now, if we think of us, like if I was God and all these people are praying, 
like I would have to take vacations all the time because I just couldn't handle all the but see we're not God we, we can't think of God in our own terms God somehow handles it all he somehow knows he knows every prayer and what's going on he knows what's going on so I'm telling you don't let any excuse Amen. Whether it's so-called lack of worthiness or, hey, he's too busy for my prayers to keep you from praying because that makes the enemy win. You've got to ask him. The more prayers you pray, the more seed is sown, the more fruit will be grown. Amen. And the more answers will come back. It's a sowing and reaping. Amen. Sow bountifully your prayers and you'll reap bountifully. If you just salt and pepper your prayers every once in a while, you know, here and there, a couple times a week or a month, you're not, that's what results you're going to get. Ask Him. Ask Him. God delights in answering the prayers of His people. God delights in answering his, the people's prayers. Psalms 34, 15, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears are open under their cry. Psalms 34, 17, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Everybody say, all. I like that. I got troubles. You got troubles. Amen. And He'll deliver us out of all of our troubles. Might not be this instantaneous. It might not be next week or next month. But he said all, and I'm going to believe all. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask him. So that's the the first reason. Amen for unanswered prayer. The second greatest reason I believe is that we ask for things that are not the will of God. Amen. I'm not saying don't ask for things. But we've got to have our focus on what God wants. But we can ask for stuff for ourselves. James 4, 3 said, You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Now, the word amiss means with wrong motives. Wrong motives. Amen. When you have an enemy and you pray that God would let something happen terrible to that enemy. That is asking amiss. Because you're supposed to love your enemy. Amen. And, but there's been, believe me, there's been thoughts in my mind since I've been saved. When certain enemies, I thought, I don't know if I quite prayed it. I hope I didn't, but God forgive me. Amen. But I thought that I would like to see them walking down the street and I envisioned a big safe falling out of an upper story window and smashing them. Well, praise the Lord, Pastor. It's great, great thoughts, spiritual leader. I'm just telling, I'm not proud of it, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I've thought that because i got an imagination that, you know, that Hollywood can't even beat. Praise God. But I'm telling you, amen, that is praying amiss. Amen. When we pray for an easy way out of certain things, when really that's not God's will, that can be praying amiss. Sometimes God needs us. You know, sometimes there's a mountain in front of us, and sometimes He'll move the mountain, and we just get to walk on flat ground. But sometimes He said, no, this time you need to climb up the rough side of the mountain. I need to teach you something. Amen. And when you pray, and you won't do nothing, and you'll stop in your tracks until that mountain moves, and it ain't moving, because God ain't going to answer that prayer, because He wants you to do something else. That's asking a miss. And sometimes we just gotta, we got to figure it out. It's not easily apparent right off the bat, but we've got to figure this, these things out. That is the reason I thank God for some unanswered prayers. 
I preached that one time. Thank God for unanswered prayer. And people were like, look at me like, huh? What kind of thing is... Yeah, you don't want some prayers answered. You think, oh, that would be a... Man, if I just had that and that and that, I could just sit down and just pop grapes in my mouth and fan myself and I just wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, but you just, you know, be a big... You wouldn't do nothing and God couldn't use you because, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up and that's not the will of God. Amen. And so I'm telling you, thank God for some, some prayers. That's, that's like, you know, some of our, uh, some kids, I remember when I was a kid, amen, and, and we won't have my mom, you know, say amen or testify anything about this, so we'll just keep it, keep it under wraps, but amen. But when I was a kid, I would ask all kinds of stuff and I didn't get everything I asked for. Because thank God for answering prayers because some things would hurt me. Hey, can I play with the matches outside in the backyard with the dry grass? Yeah, sure, just be back, you know, wash your hands, be back at 5 o'clock for dinner. No. So it's the same thing. We're his kids. And we got a heavenly father and father knows best. He's not going to give us things even if we ask with passion. And we ask and we fast about it even. And he's still not going to answer. And it's still the will of God. But we, we got to ask for the right reasons and the right motives. Amen. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead of anxiousness, in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your request to God. Ask Him. Let your anxiousness be put to prayer. And the result is peace that cannot be explained that will come to guard your heart and your mind. In Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Peace is a byproduct of prayer. Because I give it all to Him. And I now have hope. And I now have an assurance. That something wonderful is going to happen as a result. I put it in His hands. And now I wait with faith and patience. Everybody say, and patience. The and patience is the hard part. Because we're impatient. We want God to come up with the you know, 2019 times. Come on, God. We can send emails to China in two seconds to get a reply. We want that kind of action and prayers. Let's go. Well, first of all, we shouldn't be snapping our finger at God, but, you know, he knows I'm just using examples. Amen. Praise God. But God, he hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the way he was before, you know, back in the old, 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 Old Testament times, he's exactly the same today. Amen. He's the same. Praise God. And he works the same. He grinds slow and he grinds fine. But when he's done grinding, it's a beautiful thing and boo, it's there. Could be today, could be next week, could be next year. Amen. But I'll have peace when I pray, when I ask him. Because if you don't do anything, that anxiety will continue to stay with you. If you don't do anything, worry will stay there. If you don't do anything, you'll you'll have a hard time sleeping. You'll have a hard time functioning. But at least if I put it in his hands, even if one thing hasn't changed at all in the situation, I know he's working on it. And folks, some of our things are whoppers. Some of our things we're asking him are huge. Amen. And they involve not just inanimate objects, like, hey, I could use a hundred bucks, God. Woo! There it is. Found, I found a hundred stuck on the bottom of my shoe with a piece of gum. That's a quick one. No problem. But some of our prayers involve other people. Well, other people have wills that have to give up to God. 
Amen. So God, it takes time for God to work out the details for your prayer request. That's why you've got to have faith and patience and keep moving forward. Amen. James 5.13, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. If you're suffering, pray. That's the fastest way to get out of suffering is to pray. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. I'm going to stop right there. And I'll read this next passage in a second. But see, he said, hey, ask, and you're going to receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open. Amen. If asking isn't going to do it, then do some seeking. If seeking is not going to do it, then do some knocking. Amen. One, one preacher said, these could be levels of prayer. We start off with asking, just telling God about it. Amen. And then we get into supplication, which is strong prayers, more passion, more heart. That's seeking. I'm seeking it. I'm not letting it go. And then when it still doesn't happen, then that next level is knocking. When I get into it and I'm crying about it and I'm down and my guts are involved in it and I'm praying, God, you got to move. If asking doesn't work, I'm going to seek. And if seeking doesn't work, I'm going to knock. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to seek after God. Because if you ask, you'll receive. You seek, you'll find. You'll knock, it'll be opened. Because he said in verse 9, What man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? No, that wouldn't be a nice father. Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? No. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? How much more? Amen. Praise God. When my kids are hungry, I give them food. They don't they eat like birds, but I give them food. Amen. Praise God. I don't give them a rock. You want an egg? Here, let me go out in the backyard and get a dirty rock. Here you go. <laughs> Got to boil it for, you know, five days. Amen. Oh, or, you know, oh, you want a fish? All right, here's a poisonous snake. Amen. There you go. Here's a poisonous snake. There you go. I got to make it equal here. <laughs> right? No, that's not a good father. But he said even humankind that, with fallen natures, for the most part... Treat their kids better than that. How much more do we have a heavenly father that all he's waiting for you is to ask him? That's the key. He'll give good gifts to his children. Your father will give good things to them that ask him. That's the point. That's the key. You've got to do those two things. Ask him. You've got to do that. Those two words. Amen. If you will pray, you will obey. If you'll pray, you'll not stray. If you'll pray, you'll stay. If you'll pray, you're going to be okay. And if you pray, He'll show you the way. Like that? They all rhymed. Amen. 
But see, prayer will help you in every aspect of your Christian walk. Every aspect. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He just wants to give us the kingdom. He wants to give us good things. Your Heavenly Father wants to give the kids of the church, the kids uh, of the kingdom, which is us, amen, the king's kids, good things. But we got to ask. Let's ask. I'm not saying we're not asking. I'm just saying let's focus on that like never before. Amen. If we've got away from asking like we used to ask, if we haven't really passionately asked it, if we've been maybe asking a little of a miss, maybe asking a little out of God's will, let's get it back. Let's tighten things up. Let's focus. We're getting into the end times here. We're in the end times. Amen. And we see it just coming every day. The onslaught of, of things just unraveling before our eyes. Amen. But we got God and He's going to see us through no matter what happens in this earth this world fear not little flock your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom so ask him you have nothing to lose and everything to gain what's the worst thing you can say no amen what an incredible message thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may god bless you